Hello, ladies, and welcome to the Amazing Bible Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Today we are looking at the shortest of the four Gospels, Mark. As I discussed with Matthew, the first three Gospels are called synoptic because they are similar. Actually, 93% of Mark is written in the other two synoptic Gospels, all but 31 verses. Yet each has written for a different audience and a different purpose. The title of the book says, The Gospel According to Mark which means it is the good news about Jesus in the style and the way of Mark. Our goal is to find what makes him unique. Ancient church fathers made the decision to not just have one gospel included in the scripture, and they did not combine the four to tell one gospel story. They believed all four gospels had merit on their own. Also keep in mind that these were written years after Jesus ascended. Some people believe that Mark was the first gospel and others copied, but others believe that each man wrote as he was led by the Holy Spirit. Who is this Mark? The book itself does not say. This is when theologians put on their detective hats and look for clues in the book. Early church fathers named Mark as the author, which means he was not one of the 12 disciples. The writer seems familiar with Palestine and Jerusalem with details of the area. The writer knows Aramaic, which is found in chapter 5, verse 41, and chapter 7, verse 34. We see in Acts 12, 12 that John Mark lived in Jerusalem. His mother was named Mary and he knew Peter the Apostle. Some believe that Peter was the source of his writing. We also see that he was sometimes called John, sometimes Mark, and then we will sometimes see John Mark. Some theologians, people who study God and his word, see a similarity in writing with Mark and Peter's sermon found in Acts chapter 10, verses 34 through 43. Plus, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 13, Peter calls Mark his son. We also learn of John Mark in Acts chapter 13, verse 5 and verse 13, who started a missionary journey with Paul and Barnabas, but then left them and went home. On the second missionary journey found in Acts chapter 15, verses 36 through 41, Paul refused to take John Mark. Paul and Barnabas separated ways. Barnabas took John Mark and Paul took Silas. We also see that John Mark, who happened to be Barnabas's cousin, visited Paul in his imprisonment, Colossians chapter 4, verse 10, And by Paul's last imprisonment, Paul asked Timothy to bring John Mark with him because he is helpful to me in my ministry. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 11. I've also heard some people say that John Mark was the disciple that ran away naked when Jesus was arrested, which is found in Mark 14 verses 51 through 52, 
but I can't figure out where they come up with that one. Since so many church fathers believe the writer is John Mark, I am good with that. What is even more important is that the writer was either an eyewitness of the events of Jesus or of the people who were disciples of Jesus. And that is clear in this book. The time of this book is hotly debated. Some think it was the first gospel to be written. Others think last. What we can assess is that since there is no hint of the temple being destroyed or Jerusalem falling, then it was before AD 70, probably around 67 to 70 AD. One other bit of information that we can glean from Mark's writing is that he was not writing to a Jewish audience because he took time to explain Jewish customs like in Mark chapter 7 verse 3 and 4 when he explained how and why the Jewish religious leaders washed their hands. And then in verse 11 when he explained the word Corban which means given to God. Yet, John the Baptist, baptism, and the Holy Spirit did not need to be explained. Most people believe he was in Rome when he wrote it. Some think Egypt, but truthfully, it does not change the content of the book. So to recap, who John Mark? What to tell the good news of Jesus, the gospel? When, 67 to 70 AD, where? He was from Jerusalem, but by the time he wrote it, he was probably in Rome. Why? To share the gospel with a non-Jewish community, because the good news of Jesus Christ is for everyone. We will see that Mark focuses on Jesus as the Son of God. The book begins, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And the demons called him the Son of God in Mark chapter 5 verse 7. At Jesus' baptism, the Father says, This is my Son. At the Mount of Transfiguration, the Father called Jesus his Son. Then the centurion declared on the cross in Mark 15, verse 39, Truly this man was the Son of God. Mark also focuses on Jesus being the Son of God by focusing on miracles and less of Jesus' teaching. There are a few other highlights about Mark that I'd like to point out before we begin. Some say he wrote like a reporter. We will see he covers a lot of ground and gets to the point quickly. There is no genealogy and no birth narrative. One third of the book covers the last week of Jesus. We also see that Mark really likes the word immediately. He used the word 42 times. Matthew only used it seven. We also see repeated words like authority and the way and key ideas of death, persecution, and suffering. While at seminary, I heard an amazing sermon in Mark preached by Dr. Abraham Curavilla. He also wrote a commentary on Mark, so I will probably reference him quite a bit this week. He pointed out in his book that there are three acts in the book of Mark. Act number one is in Galilee. Act two is on the way. And act three is in Jerusalem. Another thing to point out about Mark, which Dr. Curavella said on page seven of his book, There is no doubt that Jesus traveled to Jerusalem more than once, as John's gospel recounts. 
but for Mark, there appears to be only a single journey. This evangelist chooses to structure his gospel with one simple, non-duplicated, linear movement. The entire life of Jesus is portrayed by this author as one passage with three movements, from Galilee, on the way, and to Jerusalem, Acts 1, 2, and 3, respectively. So let's look at the first part of chapter 1, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Something new is happening. Isaiah the prophet is quoted, chapter 40, verse 3, which predicted John the Baptist, the messenger, that comes before Jesus. He will prepare the way. His voice makes ready the way of the Lord. John the Baptist is preaching this, and the people are coming to the Jordan River and being baptized by him and confessing their sins. John baptized with water, but the one coming will baptize with the Holy Spirit. It is through the Holy Spirit that we can walk in the way. Verse 9, we see that Jesus came from Nazareth, his hometown, and he was baptized by John in the Jordan. But he did not confess his sin because he was sinless. So why did he get baptized? Baptism represents death and resurrection. Immediately when Jesus came out of the water, that resurrection The heavens opened, the spirit like a dove descended, and a voice from heaven declared, You are my beloved son. In you I am well pleased. Jesus was willing to walk in the Lord's way. Verse 12, immediately the spirit impelled him to go out into the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by Satan. He was with wild beasts and the angels ministered to him. He suffered, but he walked in the Lord's way. Verse 14 makes the transition of Jesus's ministry to Galilee. John had been taken into custody, suffering in the Lord's way, and Jesus came to Galilee. He preached the gospel of God. And then verse 15 And saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Verses 16 through 18, Jesus called Simon, Peter, and Andrew to follow him. And he will make them fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Verses 19 and 20, Jesus immediately called James and John, two other fishermen, and they left their father in the boat with the hired servants and followed Jesus. In these 22 verses, Mark covers what it took Matthew four chapters to cover. We get a picture that to follow in the way of the Lord, John suffered, Jesus suffered, Do you think that Mark is painting a picture of what will happen to the disciples as they are now following Jesus? We must keep reading to find out. So ladies, are you on the way somewhere? Do you know where? One summer during college, I was a camp counselor at a girls missionary camp. Our theme song for that summer went like this. As you go about, as you go, take the name of him who loves you so. 
by his power and command go disciple every man as you go about as you go it reminded me that we are on a journey and discipleship is part of that journey i am growing in my faith and i am to share and help others grow in their faith where are you going today Notice the people and the places that he is leading you on the way. For those of us who know the story, we know what happens in Jerusalem. The good, the bad, and the ugly. But it doesn't end with the ugly. It ends with the resurrection and ascension of the Son of God who was come to give us eternal life. The sinless Son of God, Son of Man, paid the price for our sin by dying on the cross for us so that we can be forgiven and made whole. Ladies, I hope that if you have heard his voice today or if you hear his voice today, that you won't harden your heart and walk your own way, but that you will say yes and follow Jesus. We don't always know what happens on the way, but we do know that the Holy Spirit of God is with us and we are never alone. Until next time, and thank you so much for listening.